0: You know, we live at a time that you're seeing a dividing line as as I do get to travel. You know, I pastored for several years. I've been in ministry 25 years now. Um, There's a dividing line taking place between the church goers, or I should say the church players, and the people that are after the heart of God. And I want us to think about which are we. Because regardless of circumstances, God's word always works. And I woke up this morning. uh, Thank you for being merciful to me back there doing the scriptures. um, Because I've just been locating and praying and seeking the Lord on what direction to go and uh, what God has for this house, this body of believers. And this is a family, right? You know, and, and family, there, there are family discussions that are very important. There are family discussions that are very upfront. And I, I woke up hearing the Spirit of God say this morning, I need you to uncover some things. I need you to uncover some things. And that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit isn't here to embarrass anybody. That's not what I'm talking about. He is not in the embarrassing business. He wants to edify and encourage and instruct and direct, but he also corrects. Um, and when he says, uncover some things, uh, the time that I got to spend with Pastor Charlie was just, it, he was so inspiring to me and. Um, just being the age that he was, but being as in shape as he was, being as sharp as he was, being a man after God's own heart, uh, we just, our hearts knitted. And when the Lord was saying, uncover some things, see, any work that God does is, is started on the, the office of the apostle, the prophet, um, and then, of course, you have the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist all of them are very important for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the equipping of the saints. In other words, for the family to be who we are called and created to be, we can't lose sight of the things that this work was built upon. I understand you are just a few months away from getting into the church, and I look forward, hopefully I can swing by and look at it before I head out of town today. But don't lose sight when I, when I what I believe the Lord was saying was to uncover and and rediscover and allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life upon the seeds that this work was started upon. Because God's plan and God's will and God's vision has not changed. Just because circumstances change, God's will does not change. Just because circumstances change, God's vision Um, Is is the same now it could look a little bit different, but the purpose let me put it this way the purpose of God Remains forever the purpose of this house remains forever the purpose of of God birthing this work in Guymon, Oklahoma is still the same It's still the same Now so family business. Let's let's talk about because we're God's family, right? This isn't about a person as far as in the natural, this is about the person. We are the body of Christ. Not the body of Christ's. Right. We're the body of Christ. So, so will you give me the next few minutes that we have together and let's give God our best? Can we give God, give God our best as far as our focus, our attention, our learning? And when you hear me say a scripture, I'm not here to play church. Okay, I'm not into playing church. I, I've never set out thinking, well, I think, and, and I say that because I've got to lead pastors to the Lord. I've got to lead pastors' wives to the Lord that look at doing what I do as a job. They go to seminary, they memorize stuff, but they've never made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior until somebody shares with them the redemptive plan of God. So when I say I'm not here to play church, we're not going to church on the way to lunch. We're not here to check a box to make ourselves feel better that we showed up and now we can go on about our lives No, this is God's greenhouse this is God's place where God is speaking and God is going to uncover some things that maybe have lived dormant in you for years maybe you've never allowed the Holy Spirit to to, uh, bring about what God's placed in you. So I want you to give God your best this morning. So when you hear me say a scripture, I want you to write it down. I want you to type it in your phone. Don't get on social media. You can be disciplined enough for an hour to have your phone to take notes on if that's what you do without getting on social media. Can I get an amen? Amen. So let's grow this morning. Let's let's grow this morning. One of the things I, I talk to the guys about when they come to the house and we're working on our roping and with my schedule, you know, I still get to compete at the top level. Even though, Doug, did you see me fall off at Guthrie a few weeks ago? At the BFI... And one of the ropings, it's the short round. And, I mean, it's going to be a tough rope and everything. And so I think, well, I better get up around this one and pull the trigger pretty fast. And sure enough, this steer switches, and he hits way away from me, and I crawl out over my horse. And when I'm delivering, I'm thinking, okay, this is not good. I mean, you, it's funny how your mind thinks so fast. I'm thinking, okay, I'm out here too far that I'm not getting back. And so I, ro- I get him caught, and then I'm trying to dally to pull myself back up on the, the horse. But I don't get it done. And i take dust. And it was so funny. A few, you know, 30 minutes later or so, there was a guy that was uh, taking the ropes off at the shoot. I didn't know him. He comes up to me. He says, that, Mr. Johnson, he says, you know, I always enjoy watching you rope. Uh, but you're the only one I know that could make falling off look positive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you because know, what do you do? You know, I got out and just smiled and just, you know. Sometimes you just... Gotta say, ha, ha, ha. So let's dig in for the next few minutes. And I keep hearing the Lord say, uncover. And, and I don't know everything that God has shared about this assignment, but you do. You've heard Pastor Charlie. You've heard Pastor Margaret. You've heard the leadership team. Reveal the heart of God for this area, for this assignment. I believe today is going to stir some momentum as you step into your new building. It's going to stir some momentum going from this day forward. Say it, momentum. When you think about momentum, momentum, there's momentum in faith. There's momentum in what God has called and created us to do. Uh, Whenever I say MVP, what, what do you think of? most valuable player what I was saying before I get into MVP is whenever I'm helping some guys with the rope and everything even the guys that work for us um, because I only have I don't have all day to be out there practicing. I have a set amount of time that I can be out there practicing so when I step out of the office and into the arena it's very focused it's very intense yes we have fun but we're there to get better and I tell them whenever we ride through those gates regardless of what's going on regardless of everything that we've been dealing with when we, when we come through those gates, we're stepping into the person we're called and created to be. We can't change yesterday. We can't change 30 minutes ago. So we're going to step in to who God's called and created us to be. We are the body of Christ. You're made in the image and likeness of God. And when you come through those doors, I want you to walk out of whatever you've been dealing with and let's step in to the people we're called and created to be. You know who you're called and created to be? You are the healed of the Lord. That's who you are. You are the forgiven of God. You are the righteousness of God. And let's step into the presence of God. And let's begin to pray like we believe God's word is true let's begin to praise like we believe God's word is true let's begin to give like God's word is true let's begin to give God our attention and our focus like we believe God's word is true if we were standing on the outside of ourselves, looking in could I look at you and you look at me and I, I be convinced that I truly believe that God's word is true something i always do when i'm i'm studying or when i'm going over this i'll sit back and I'll think Pastor Mark I will think if I believe that God's Word is true and I believe God is going to do what he says how am I going to carry myself when I get up from this time of prayer what's my attitude gonna be what's my demeanor gonna be am I gonna have an expectation am I gonna have a joy because there's joy and peace in believing when we come into the house of God let's don't settle for average you're not average you're made in the image and likeness of God and there's more in you than what you're walking in right now If you're still breathing God is not done with you yet but you've got to stir that up you've got to set your intention when I come into the house of God I'm not leaving here the same way that I'm came I'm not okay with being average you know why you want more you want more money you want more courage you want more victory you know why you want more because there is more there is more There's more, I remember when I first gave my life to God, I I, I knew just on the inside, there has to be more to God than just going to church. There has to be more to God than just going to Sunday school and picking and grinning, and how are you doing? Oh, blessed and highly favored, and we put on our Christian face, and on the inside we are just hell going off on the inside of us. You know why? Why? You want more, you desire more, because there is more. There's more of God's presence. There's more of God's goodness. There's more of God's courage. There is more. Jesus said, I've come to give you life, and life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. There is more, church. Say it, there's more. There's more. We can think on a different level. We can believe on a different level. We can talk on a different level. We can worship on a different level. We can live on a different level by the grace and the glory of God. There is more. Say it, there's more. So when I say MVP, I want us to uncover some things instead of most valuable player. Because a lot of times we come in and you think MVP, most valuable player on the team. Let, let's shift our mindset and let's start being the most valuable player for the team. Not the most valuable player on the team, but the most valuable player for the team. See, that's a shift from me to we it's a shift from okay how can I just get my needs met how can I get my prayers answered how can I how can I see success is about me being my best but significance is about helping others be their best we have kids coming in from all over the United States in the next couple of days and we're gonna be pouring God's Word into them helping them rope see our success in the rope and pin is not just about us now it's about significance helping other people pastor Charlie did not live just about living for success for himself it was a about significance how can we expand the kingdom of God how can we build the body of Christ how can we accomplish God's vision upon the earth being the best player for the team not just the best player on the team see when you come into the house of God I want you to think about this I I read a a book by urban Meyer part of a, a book by urban Meyer and he was talking about culture killers and I was thinking this is so true for the church so if you're taking notes, write this down. no BCD. What kills the culture of a business? What kills the culture of a church? No B, C, D. B standing for no bad body language. No, no blaming. No no, no bad body language, and that goes back to if I believe that God's word is true, am I going to come in here sucking my thumb? Oh, poor me. Or am I going to come in, I don't know how God's going to show up, but I know God is in me, God is with me, God is for me, God is on my side, and I know God cannot fail. Regardless of what happened to Tom, Dick and Harry, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Regardless of what happened with this circumstance and that circumstance, this is God speaking to me, and I can't control what other people think, I can't control what they believe, I can't control how they worship, I can't control how they give, but I can control how I think, I can control how I believe i can't control how i talk i can't control my attitude i can control how i show up today when i step in to the office or into the church can people count on us to be a light shining in darkness can they count on us to be full of faith can they count on us to be people of victory this is victory uh, center, right well do you give off I was in in Las Vegas, and I'm sitting there talking on the phone. This lady comes up to me, and I'm preaching out there in a rope and stuff. Okay, oh, in Las Vegas. Come on now. Stay with me. (laughs) And this lady comes up to me, and she's doing this all over me, and I'm on the phone. I said, I'll have to call you back. (laughs) And she says, there's just such an aura about you. I said, yes, his name is Jesus. You can have the same aura. She goes, okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Can the world count on us to show up? Could the world count on the church to be different than when COVID hit the planet? Or did we respond in fear like everybody else? I know Pastor Charlie. You know Pastor Charlie. You talk about fight the good fight of faith. Man, that, that man was a warrior. And when he showed up, he was different. Church, how about when we show up, are we different? MVP. Go back to, and I know I'm giving you these little acronyms and stuff like that, but I, I, I want to unpack some things so we can show up with a different mindset. We can show up with a different heart. We can show up with a different expectation as you go in to the new building uh project in the new building it's supposed to be a time of momentum that we expand the kingdom of god and god is saying uncover uncover the m i want you to write down the, the m is for mission and i'll give you the b c d just so i don't leave you hanging there uh c is no complaining no come look at your neighbor say no complaining no complaining no b c d and d is no defensiveness No, Don't get defensive whenever because there's going to be new things when you go into a new building. There's going to be new departments. There's going to be new responsibilities. There's going to be new things that need to be done. Don't get defensive because it's not the way that it used to be. It is a good thing whenever we come into the house of God. It is a good thing when you step in to the birth of something new. But there will be new challenges. There will be new things to overcome. There will be a new environment. But, But the purpose, the mission does not. Change M is for mission. Write it down. Mission. What is what is not only your individual mission, but what is the mission of this house? When I say mission, what's your purpose? Go go with me to Ephesians chapter four, and I want you to think about what has God placed on the inside of you. Are you doing what you're called and created to do? Are you showing up? Are you bringing your faith? Are you bringing uh, this vision? Are you adding your your gifts and talents to this house, to this vision, to this mission, to this purpose. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 in the Amplified. It says, For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts. Just, just listen. For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied When each part with power adapted to its need is working properly and all its functions grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. Each joint doing its part. Remember in Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40, when the the lawyer comes to Jesus, and how many of us have heard of the Ten Commandments? Okay, we've heard of the Ten Commandments, right? But now at this time, there's hundreds of laws. Some say six, some say 800 different laws to back up the Ten Commandments. And so the disciple or the lawyer comes to Jesus and he says, Okay, out of all these laws, what is the greatest? And Jesus says, There's not one, there's two. He says, The first one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second, love your neighbor. As you love yourself. Now, I want us to think because we quote that, but how good do we do at loving ourselves? Because, see, we can't give something we don't have. I want you to think with me this morning. You can't give something you don't have. Love others as we love ourselves. Do you love yourself enough to be the best you you can be? Do you love yourself enough to develop that gift and talent and calling that God's placed on the inside of you, church? Do you love yourself enough to accept your value? Because you can't give something you don't have. Do you really recognize how valuable you are? Do you recognize how valuable that gift is? Do you recognize how valuable that desire is? Do you recognize how valuable that passion is? You are very valuable to God. Say it, I'm valuable that dream that's on the inside of you is valuable to God. Why? Because God always has other people on his mind. And when he put that dream on the inside of you, when he put that gift on the inside of you, when he put that call on your life, he had other people on his mind. And it is very selfish for us to sit on our backside and not to be everything God's called and created us to be. This world needs you to prosper. This world needs you to rise up. This world needs you to develop that gift and calling and assignment. It is not okay for the body of christ to be on the back burner instead of being the leaders that were called and created to be we are designed by god to be a light shining in darkness we are designed by god to be on the forefront of whatever god has called this church to do in this community but you can't give value if you don't see value say it i'm valuable i'm valuable, I'm valuable. say it I'm valuable. I'm valuable i'm valuable regardless of what anybody else has told you you're valuable. Say it, I'm valuable. Some of you are keeping your mouth shut. Now listen, I'm just, we're doing a family discussion. If you can't follow a man you can see, you won't follow a God you can't see. We're having a family discussion. So if you can't obey, when I just ask you to simply say, I'm valuable, you won't follow God, even though you act real religious and real Christianese, well, I'll do whatever you want, Lord. No, you won't. No, you won't. You will sit right there and you'll live the same life going nowhere fast. Everybody smile. (laughs) I'm not here to play church. It's time for us to come up. And when the Lord is saying uncover, we've got to uncover. Uncover what was the original purpose for God to birth this house. There's things planted on the inside of you that are still in there that God has not changed his mind about. And to the degree, you, you, know, you want to know where God shows up, because I, like I said, I travel all over the world, and I'm always looking, okay, how come God does not show up at this church, and how come God shows up at this church? How come the people walk in the power of God here, and how come they haven't seen God in 20 years over here? God is drawn to a culture of honor. If you don't know how to honor remember remember if if let's just pick a good president that comes to our mind let's just do it that way okay this is a good president that comes to our mind how you know they train you how to I've been I've been to other countries taught leadership to leaders of countries I've been in the room with the the in supreme court the con, different leaders and stuff they teach you how to approach the royalty in the room why is that because they expect you to operate in a certain degree of honor and the Bible says give honor where honor is due but it says when it comes to the things of God give double honor that's not for her benefit it's for your benefit if you can not honor men and women of God that you can see you will not follow a God you can't see well, I don't agree with the way they're doing this. Shut it up. If God would have wanted you to lead the church, He would have made you the leader of the church. Everybody smile. <laughs> Family discussion. M-V-P. Now, you're not going to agree with every single decision that, that's made. But you... It's important that if you're in this house, you agree on the purpose. You agree on the vision. You agree with what God has said. It's so funny to me when I'm preaching, people come and say, hey, can you find me uh, a perfect church? I remember this one guy, we're in Las Vegas, I'm preaching out there, and he says, can you find me a perfect church? He lives in Montana or somewhere like that. I said, no. I said, I can't. And he looks at me, I said, and if you find it, please don't go because you'll mess it up. <laughs> We're all a work in progress. But that when the Lord is saying uncover, I believe he's saying we need to uncover what he's placed inside of us. But we've got to uncover why God birthed this church. Why? Why is this church here? Why are you building that new facility? Why? What is your Why? Why, why, why are you here? There was this missionary who kind of lost sight and he was, you know, strolling along. He was over and rushing and everything and he's kind of kicking rocks and he would kind of just, just lost his sense of purpose and everything. And as he's walking along and he's kicking rocks, he just kind of stumbles into this room and whenever he stumbles into this room, all these soldiers rise up and they pull their gun and they say, who are you and why are you here? And the missionary just kind of looks at him and he says, how much do you all make? They said, what does that matter? Who are you and why are you here? He says, if you will ask me that every day, I'll pay you twice as much as what they're paying you. Let me be that soldier to you today, church. Who are you and why are you here? Why are you gifted the way you're gifted? Why are you wired the way you're wired? Why are you designed the way you're designed when God is saying, "Uncover some things, uncover the real you." God has not changed His mind about why He wired you the way that He wired you, why He gifted you, the way He gifted you, why He designed you the way you're designed. Romans 11:29, look at this. Romans 11:29. When you're there, say Amen. In the Amplified Classic, it says, For God's gift and His call are irrevocable. Listen to this. He never withdraws them when once they are given. And He does not change His mind about those to whom He gives His grace or to whom He sends His call. I want to read it again. For God's gift, whose gift? His call, whose call? are irrevocable, he never withdraws them when once they are given. He does not change his mind. He does not change his mind. He does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace and to whom he sends his call. So it's God's gift, it's God's grace, it's God's call that he's placed inside of you and he says, I do not change my mind about you. I do not change my mind. Now, this is very important in order for us to get out of us what God has already put in us from before the foundations of the earth. We do have to change our mind. God never changes his mind, but it's a continual process to change my mind. Because if I don't change the way that I think, I'll never become who I was created to become. God does not change his mind. Say it, he does not change his mind regardless of where you've come from regardless of the hell that you've gone through welcome to the party we all have gone through stuff But God does not change His mind that you're created to be victorious. God does not change His mind that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. God does not change His mind that He desires for you to walk in victory. God does not change His mind that He separated your sin as far as the east is from the west. God does not change His mind that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything that you're facing. God does not change His mind of what He placed in you before you showed up on this earth. God has not changed His mind about what He's called this house to do. Say it, he has, he has not changed His mind. Just because circumstances change, God does not change. Hebrews 13, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change His mind. Now add this about me. Say it about me. Remember, every joint supplies. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Say, I'm glad I came today. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. As each of you has received a gift. Each of you said, I have a gift. Now, studies prove that every single one of us can do at least one thing better than 10,000 other people. And that's called our strength zone. Matthew chapter 25, he says, to one he gave five, to another two, to another one, each according to... To their own ability. So there's no such thing as a person without purpose. There's no such thing as a person without purpose. Now sometimes we don't discover that purpose. But it's in us. Say it, it's in me. First Peter 4.10 As each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. Employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace. Faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. Whoever speaks, let him do it as one who utters the oracles of God. Whoever renders service, let him do it as with the strength which God furnishes abundantly. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To him be the glory, dominion forever and ever through, through endless ages. Amen. So be it. So what is he saying? I just want to summarize. What is he saying? He says, when you find a gift, put it to work. Employ it. He says, every person, I want you to look around. Just look around this room right now. All right, back up here. Every one of you, there's a gift in you, and God expects, expects us to put it to work for his glory. He says, when you do when you're being who you're created to be and you're being who you're created to be and I'm being who I'm created to be and we find our gifts and we employ it, he says you're painting the picture of the many-sided wisdoms of God and because of you being where you're supposed to be and you being where you're supposed to be and you being where you're supposed to be, it is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. He says, "But I need you to find that gift and employ that gift. He doesn't need another person sitting on their backside. He doesn't need another person just going through the motions. He needs us to rise up and to be all we're created to be all for the glory of God. But you're the only one that can decide that I'm going to believe God's word and I'm going to do God's word. You're the only one that can decide this is God speaking to me and I'm going to take ownership. Now I want you to think of this. The dream that God placed in you, it's free. The desire that God placed in you, it's free. The God that grace placed upon your life, it's free. The way that God designed you, it's free. But the journey is not free. The price it will cost you that it pays to get it from the inside out is not free. It will cost you something to become everything you're called and created to be. And you've got to be willing, willing, say willing, willing, willing. Willing, willing, willing to say yes. Let's just practice. Say yes. yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Something I pray all the time is God, help me to be willing, to be willing. Especially when you start seeing some results, and you start seeing some manifestation, you start walking in some of the blessing. I'm asking the Lord all the time, God, no matter... I mean, we're getting to reach millions of people a week, and some of the things that God's allowing us to do now, it is just... I'm like, God... I don't want to lose sight of the one. I remember how I was when I just wanted God to God just, just speak through me to do one because I know where I came from. God, I don't want to lose sight of the first time I got in the presence of God and I couldn't control myself and I was crying and weeping because of a realization of the mercy of God and the grace of God and the power of the blood of Jesus Don't lose the reverence for how good God is. Don't lose your respect for the Word and the things of God. Don't allow us to live life and church as usual. Find the gift and work the gift discover the gift and get to moving on it all for the glory of God we need you to be the best you you can be and some of you you don't feel worthy you don't feel worthy of the dream you don't feel worthy to get your prayers answered you don't feel worthy to get your body healed but you need to know that Jesus shed his blood and made you worthy because of the blood of Jesus not because of you but in spite of us a lot of times his blood is worthy God looks at us through the power of his blood he's not looking at your sin he says i'm not holding your sin against me and some of you right now and i'm this is i want you to to dig in here with me some of you have not felt worthy to receive your healing you haven't felt worthy to get your prayers answered and if you will receive the power of the blood and the forgiveness of sin right now not at the end of service right now set right now Say, I receive, it right now. I receive it right now. You're worthy. Say it, I'm worthy. worthy. I, receive it right I receive it right now. The cleansing power of the blood of Jesus right now. There right are individuals, you came in here with pain running right up the backside of your neck. And when you just said that, I want you just to do your your, your neck like this. The pain's gone. Who is that? Who was that? Just lift your hand up in the air. If that was you, you came in here with pain in your neck and you do that right there, right here, right here, right here, right here, right there. That is the goodness of God. Church, can we just give God praise? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So uncovering what is the mission. What's the mission of this house? You know, then this would be interesting to do if we were to give a card to every single body and for you to write down what's the purpose and mission of this house. And it would be very interesting to see how many are on the same page. Amos three 3.3 says, How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Matthew chapter 18, verses 20 and 21, it says, Whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, whatever we agree on, it's done for us by our Father in heaven. Uncover the mission again. Pastor, I'm giving you this challenge. Uncover the mission again, church. What is the purpose? So when you think of it, let's just take of it in the business world. When you think of it, what do you want people to say about your life at the end of your career? What do you want people to say about you at the end of your life? What do you want people to say about this church whenever you stand before God? What do you want God to say about you? How do you discover your purpose? Proverbs 19 verse 21. Stay with me. Proverbs 19 21 says, The purpose of God remains forever. It remains forever. Now, whether we discover it or not is not up to God. It's up to us. Isaiah 45, verses 9 through 13, it says, Does the creation come to the creator and say, This is what I'm here to do? I want you to think about that because a lot of times we would say, Oh, no. Oh, no. Bless the Lord. We wouldn't. How many times have we come to God and say, God, this is what we're going to do? Bless it. (laughs) Don't look at me so holy. I know you've done it just like me. But we're learning, say it, we're learning. We're learning the purpose of God remains forever. It's in you. It's not out here. A lot of times we spend all of our time looking out here. We're looking out here for God's will. Looking out here for what is the next step. The next step, your purpose is not out here. Your purpose is in here. Your purpose is in here. God is speaking in here. God is speaking through your desires, through your passions, through the voice of God, the, the voice of a stranger we do not follow. The person who looks within awakens. The person that just keeps looking out here, they just keep dreaming. Dreaming is important. Don't get me wrong. Dreaming's very important. Let your mind go there. Let your vision go there. Dreaming is important. But in order to come alive, you've got to look inside of here. And you've got to start seeing, why did God give me this desire? Why did God give me this passion? Why did God give me this dream? Because when you can see it in here and it becomes so strong, no matter what you look at out here, will not talk you out of what you see in here. And when what you see in here is in alignment with God's dream, God's vision, God's plan. When you see, I am the healed of the Lord. I am the blessed of God. When you can see it strong in here, no matter what you see out here, it will not talk you out of what you see in here. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, people perish. Where, where there's no vision, what happens? What is vision? Vision is what it looks like to fulfill your purpose. Vision is what it looks like to accomplish this mission. M, mission, V, vision, P, principles. We'll get to that in just a moment. We're getting ready to be done, but finish strong. Look at your name and say, finish strong. Mission, vision, what does it look like? What does it look like for you to do your part? What does it look like for you to use your gifts for the glory of God? What does it look like? So if we had a diagram up here, and the purpose of God remains forever, nothing changes the purpose of God, it remains forever. Say it, it remains forever forever. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I appointed you, and I called you, and I gifted you, and that purpose remains forever. Say it, it remains forever. But vision is what it looks like. Vision is what it looks If I go up to the tallest part of this building and I see as far as I can see with me operating in my gifts, my talent, my calling, this church seeing itself expanding the kingdom of God, seeing itself casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, lifting up the name of Jesus. How far can you see your mission and then your vision and vision what it looks like of how we're going to do things that can change. It can change. It looked different when I was in my 20s. It looked different when I was in my 30s. It looks different now that I'm in my 40s. It's going to look different in my 50s, my 60s, my 70s. But purpose, my purpose upon this earth and everything that I do, ministry, leadership, and roping, I want people to know God, and I want them to be the best them they can be. That is why I'm on this planet. This, that is my purpose. So I make decisions of my life through my purpose. The purpose um, doesn't change. But how it looks... What does it look like for me to help people know God and be the best them they can be? What's the vision? What's the vision? We're going to reach the world with the gospel. We're going to win the western world and we're going to change lives one thought at a time. Now, what's the plan? Through books, through TVs, through church services, through leaderships, through open schools, through... What does it look like? What does it look like for this house? Uncover. Uncover. What did God speak? What did God birth... Why? What's the foundation that this work is laid upon? You've got to uncover it because it's still there. See, the words of God, stay with me, are incorruptible. 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 The Word of God carries the DNA of God. The Word of God carries the character of God. The Word of God carries the mind of God. The Word of God carries the heartbeat of God. When God birthed it through Pastor Charlie, Pastor Mario, in the beginning the foundation was laid. Purpose has not changed. It is still there. And God is saying, I need you to uncover this. And I need you to uncover that. And I need you to uncover what does it, what does it look like. I need you to uncover your part. Every joint supplies. So mission, say it, mission. Vision. Remember, vision is what it looks like for you to do your part. Remember, we're not going to be the, the most valuable player for the team or on the team. We're going to be the most valuable player for the team. For the team. You stepping in to greet. You stepping into the sound booth. You stepping in to help the kids. Whatever your desires are. Your gifts It's about adding value to other people. It's about lifting up the name of Jesus. It's about expanding the kingdom of God in P, and we're getting ready to be done as principles. Principles. M-V-P. What are the principles that this house has been built upon? Is it the principle of faith? You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, but those who come to God must believe that He is, and He's the reward of them that diligently seek Him. We're not moved by what we see. We live by faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our our faith principles. Is it it discipline? What are the principles? Is it being positive? What's the principles? Is it it being enthusiastic? You know, in the early church, whenever they had an encounter with God, they coined the phrase, "in entheosousia. And what it meant is, God in you. It's where we get our word enthusiasm from. So a person that really knows the heart of God and they're fulfilling their purpose, they have some enthusiasm about it. Why? Because they know this is why I'm on this earth. Who are you and why are you here? If you're still breathing, God is not done with you yet. If you're still breathing, there's still purpose running through your veins. If you're still breathing, there's still a vision for you to accomplish. What are the principles of your life? What are the values of your life? Is it it putting God first? What are are the principles of this house? What was it birthed on? Uncover. Uncover. I just keep hearing the Spirit of God say with me, uncover. Say it, uncover. Uncover. Uncover the mission. Uncover the mission. Uncover the vision. Uncover. Uncover. Uncover the principles. Uncover. I know one of the principles, one thing that's valued is, is healing. There's an. Stay with me here. There's an individual here that you came and you had pain just right up the middle of your chest. And if you'll check, that pain is totally dissipated. Totally dissipated. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. Totally dissipated. Who is that? Just lift your hand up. Whoever that person is. Dissipated. Go ahead and stand to your feet, church. Can I get the worship team to come back up? Mission, say it, mission, vision, principle. Mission, vision, principle. In your own life, what's your mission? In your own life, what's your vision? In your own life, what are the principles? In your company, what's your mission? In your company, what is the vision? In your company, what are the principles? As y'all go from this place into the new place, uncover the mission, uncover the vision, uncover the principles, recapture your principles. Now listen, I, I want us to begin to act like God's word is true. When you discover, rediscover what God has said about this house, act like it's true. Act like it's true. When God says He separates our sin as far as the east is from the west, what are we going to do, church? Act like it's true. Say it. Act like it's true. In Isaiah 43, verse 25, 26, he says, I'm not holding your sin against you. He says, notice, he says, I'm doing it for my sake. Why? Because God wants relationship with you and I. And he, I know this might be a newsflash to you, but he doesn't have to look very far to see some mess up in me. (laughs) But he says, I'm not looking at your mess up. I'm looking at you through the power of my blood for my sake because God can only have relationship with something that's holy and we don't become holy by ourselves. we become holy by the power of the blood of Jesus holiness isn't determined by what we wear makeup, no makeup, hair no hair, long dress, short dress holiness it's a characteristics of God, it's the goodness of God it's the life of God And because of the blood of Jesus, regardless, regardless of where we've been, regardless of the dope you've done, regardless of the adultery, regardless of the alcohol, regardless of your past, God looks at you through the blood of Jesus and He says, I'm not holding anything against you because of the blood. I've already reconciled our relationship. If you'll just accept it. I sent Jesus as a gift for you if you'll just accept it. God is not holding anything against you if you will accept it. I don't care if you're homosexual. The blood of Jesus, I've seen God deliver them and turn them around. There is nothing more powerful than the blood. Revelation 12, it says, And we overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb... And the word of our testimony, the blood. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? God is not holding your sin against you, He's not holding your past against you. Would you let it go? Would you receive His forgiveness right now, right here? Say it, I am forgiven. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I want you to be real with yourself. If you were to stand before Almighty God right here, right now, today. If today was the day that you were to die. I want you to look into your heart. And are you confident... That you'll spend eternity with God. Can you recall a moment or time in your life when you yourself called upon the name of Jesus? I'm not asking you if you're a good person. I'm not asking you who your family is. I'm asking at some point in time in your life, have you yourself believed in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead? And you yourself declared with your mouth, Jesus... You're my Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you have never made that decision before, this is what I'd like us to do. I'd like us as a family to pray this prayer together. And I want us to believe these words with our heart and declare these words like our eternal destiny depends upon it because it does. And according to God's word... Right we're, we're sitting and standing when we do believe in our heart and we do declare with our mouth, Jesus is our Lord. It says at that time we receive the life of God. At that time we come from darkness into life. At that time we can settle where we're going to spend eternity. 1 John 5 says the person who received Jesus, they know. Listen to this. They know that they have eternal life. They don't guess. They don't wish. They don't hope. They know. They know. Do you have that knowing? If you don't, as we say this prayer, I want you to release your faith. And I want you to settle where you're going to spend eternity. Church, let's pray this together. The reason I have us do it out loud is because I want the people that are praying this prayer for the very first time in their life, I want them confident in the prayer that they're praying. Another reason I do it is I want you familiar with the heartbeat of this prayer so you can pray with your friends and your family. Can we pray this prayer together, church? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Can we say, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and according to God's Word, I am forgiven, I am cleansed, and I have settled where I'm going to spend eternity. Now, with heads bowed, eyes closed, if you said that prayer for the very first time in your life, and you meant it, you meant it. On the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up in the air and say, Yes, I prayed it. I said it. I meant it for the very first time in my life. Are you ready? One, two, three. Would you just slip your hand up? God sees this hand and this one. Hold it there for a second. And this one. And this one here. Hold it up just for a sec. This one over here. Is there anybody else? This this one over here. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Keep your heads about, eyes closed. I just keep hearing kidneys kidneys, who who in here, heads bad eyes closed, I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but you've been having issues with your kidneys and issues with your liver. If there's individuals with liver issues and kidney issues, would you just slip your hand up in the air right here? Hold it up just for a sec. Right here? Right back here? Place your hand upon your stomach, please. Church, I want you to agree. Like if it was you having those issues you're going to you're going to take the healing with them you're going to release your faith for the healing power of God if this is new to you it's a it's a word of knowledge it's a gift of healing working together simultaneously to bring freedom to bring wholeness there's an individual just keep your hands there those of you who raise your hand for liver and kidneys As an individual, you've been having pain that runs right up the back of your skull. Who is that? Just lift your hand. It's just a pain that runs right up the back of your skull. Just lift your hand. Who is that? Right there. Thank you. Who has Right back there. Thank you. Right here. Thank you. Hand back there. Thank you. Just place your hand right back there on the back of your head. There's two others. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you listen to me, blood vessels. I command you to submit to the anointing of God. You are designed by God to carry the accurate amount of blood flow. Heart, you submit. You listen to me. You pump the right amount of blood. And vessels, you come to the right size, carrying not too much and carrying not too little. I command things to come into alignment right now that the accurate amount of blood is flowing right from their hearts, right up to the back of their, their neck, right into their head. And I command the pain to be gone. And I speak peace to those blood vessels in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I let you know pain, you no longer dwell there. You no longer live there. Liver and kidney, you listen to me in the name of Jesus. I declare and I command you to come in alignment with the way you're created to function and the negative words that have been spoken over you, liver and kidney. The generational curse over you, liver and kidney. I break that curse now in Jesus' name. I break the assignment now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I release the the healing power of God and I command you to live, liver. I command you to live, kidney. I command you to function properly, liver and kidney. In the name of Jesus. Heart issues. You've been having heart issues. Place your hand upon your heart. Those of you have been having heart issues, place your hand upon your heart. Several of you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, hearts, you come up. And Father, I'm asking you to recreate whatever needs to be recreated. I don't care how much stress they've been under. I don't care how long they've lived. I don't care how much tension has been put on those hearts. Hearts, I release the anointing of God, the quickening of God, the rebuilding of God, the restoring of God right now. And I send the word of God forth into the heart. And Father, I'm expecting recreative miracles taking place in this house right now in the name of Jesus. That this is a value of you is health and healing. It is a value of us. It is a value, Father. This house, these people are valuable to you and they're valuable to us. This community is valuable to you and it's valuable to us. Now, Father, I ask you to help us see this area the way that you see it. Help us love the people the way you love them. Help us communicate in such a way that, Father, it adds value to their life. It lifts up the name of Jesus. And we promise you all the honor and all the glory. There's been pain. You've been having pain that's been running behind your rib. From behind your rib all the way around the side of your rib. Who is that? Just lift your hand. Right there. Right there. Just place your hand. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the muscles. I speak strength into the ribcage in Jesus name whatever is out of alignment, line you come into alignment in Jesus name we do not settle for anything less than your best father I declare your best over this house I declare the words that you've spoken over Pastor Charlie through Pastor Charlie and Margaret through the leadership team words you rise you come alive in the name of Jesus one plants another waters but father you give the increase You watch over those words to bring it to pass. You stir in the hearts of this family to bring it to pass. And you get all the honor, all the glory, resources. I command you to come in from the north, south, east, and west. You come into these families. You come into these businesses. You come into this house in the name of Jesus leadership teams, empty spots. I just call people in to fill them in the name of Jesus. This body is strong. This body is whole. This body is victorious. This body is joyful. This body is a praising body, a glorifying God body. This body is a body of victory. Spirit of victory, rise up in this house in Jesus' name. Spirit of victory, rise up in this community in Jesus' name. You rise up in their families. You rise up in their businesses. You rise up in their bodies. You rise up in their perspective. You rise up in their mindset that there's a victorious mindset on this house. And you get all the honor and all the glory, Father. All the honor. All the glory. Would you just sing worthy of it all again, please? You're worthy. Say it. He's worthy. He's worthy. Go ahead. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You the glory. It has been our honor to offer this message today. If you would like to partner with us as we continue to bring the Word of God, we would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Victor Center with a financial donation. You may do so today via the online giving portal at VictorCenter.org. Thank you.